Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. Your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by waitingfornextyear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and Todd at TD Guardians KU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. And we are with you on a special Sunday post-game edition of the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast from the Evergreen Podcast Network, waitingfornextyear.com. Matt and Todd with you after a shutout win for the Guardians today. They salvage one in the three-game series with the Yankees. They finally beat the Yankees 2 to nothing here on a Sunday and we'll take you through this one and what was this week. We'll get you the pitching matchups and all of that. But uh, with the 4th of July on Monday and a doubleheader, we want to get you content as quickly as possible following the Sunday victory, one of which was excruciating, Todd. Uh, you even elected not even a go today to hear all the Let's Go Yankee chants and everything else. But much-needed win for this team. They finished this tough 11-game stretch 4-7. and seven. Three of those wins coming all from behind against the Twins. It was a wild week, but I don't even know what to say about today. I mean, we, you know, the GM, the president, the manager, the players, they're all to blame for today, even though they won. I mean, we, we, we decided we elected to do this right away after the podcast, obviously, for timing reasons. But it couldn't have happened uh, any better uh, of a time because I, I am so... I know they won, and I'm thrilled, and like I do want to talk about how great of a bounce-back star Tristan McKenzie had, and it was good that Eli Morgan got back out there and pitched a, you know, a scoreless eight. But can we please stop doing two things? Number one, I don't want to see Ernie Clement playing left field anymore. No. And enough with that. I don't want to see him starting ever, really. I mean, you want to play him at second base once in a while? or third base, the DH, you know, J-Ram once in a while, fine. I think he started four games this week, and I know they have doubleheaders, but just like... That's okay. That's that's he's okay, Todd. He's a utility Todd. man. That's he's o- not good. That's okay, Can because we- because because uh, 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 the, uh, the, the reinforcements are arriving in Detroit tomorrow. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll, talk about, we'll talk about that, too. But that's number one. Number, uh, that's number one. Number two, can we not play Owen Miller in the field anymore? I, I am, I'm, listen, I've reached the point, I think Owen Miller should go back to the minors. I, I, I'm serious. He's, he hasn't hit in a month, maybe, maybe longer, and he can't catch the fucking ball. Oh. He can't catch. No. He can't play first. He can't play second. Either, either teach him how to play corner outfield, or don't play, or, or DH him, or send him to the minors. I can't watch him play first or second anymore. He's awful defensively. Awful. And, and look, it's just like in Moneyball when uh, Billy Bean or Brad Pitt wanted Hatterberg at first, and Art Howe kept saying, he's not a free, he, he, what about his defense? And Billy Bean kept saying, I don't care about his defense. 
We wouldn't care about Owen Miller's defense at first if he was going three for four every game. Right now, he's, he's, he's hitting below 240. He's really in a slump, joining the likes of Miles Straw and others that just aren't hitting the baseball. Yeah. So if you're if you that tweet up while you're saying it. I mean it's just you know look they won today and we're thrilled because they had to have this game but man alive they played bad baseball all weekend De Los Santos trying to pick off a runner that wasn't running yesterday cost us a run uh you know today dropping the ball at first base like you said Gabe Ar- Gabe Arias running running into a second out I mean and then hitting third we saw the lineup this morning and went, wait, what? Like, I have no problem. You want to give Jose Ramirez a full day off with two games coming up tomorrow and right. two games coming up and two games coming up next Tuesday against the White Sox. You got all these double headers. You've got to rest, guys. I get it. And I like Gabe Arias, but Gabe Arias is hitting below two hundred at Columbus, hasn't really gotten going this year because he got hurt. And at a great spring, then got kind of dicked over and sent down. Probably wasn't real happy about it. Started slow, got hurt, and now he you brought him up. With Oscar Gonzalez getting hurt, that made no sense. You got Will Brennan hit the cover off the ball, Nolan Jones hitting the cover off the ball. <laughs> That's your choice. And I, oh, well, 40 man roster. I don't care. You've DFA'd more guys in the last week. But that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The They're, only reason they brought him up is because he bats right hand. I'm convinced. Because we are so platoon uh, uh, obsessed. With righty has to be, they have to have, you know, that right-handed bat face the left. God forbid we'd let left-handed guys bat against left-handed pitchers. Would it kill them? I mean, seriously, I don't understand it. Arias sat for four and a half weeks, then went to Arizona for one week, spent less than a week in Columbus, wasn't hitting. You come up and you bat him third? What, what is that? It was it was bizarre. For th- he was 0 for 4. Or, wait, did he walk in that fourth at bat? No, 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 no. 0 for 4 with three, three, three strikeouts. He was 0 for 3 with three Ks and then hit that ground ball and then ran into that debacle double play, which was ended up being bailed out by Cronville's two-out uh, RBI single. But but I'm sorry. it's not. It, listen, he's just not ready. He's still he's still 22 years old. I yeah, mean, no one's giving up on him. Because he batted right-handed, he's going down tomorrow because, as you mentioned earlier, the uh, DFA'd Oscar Mercado has somehow found his way back to the 40-man roster with Oscar Gonzalez going on the, the injured list. And again, I, I come back to this. If Oscar Mercado hit left-handed, he wouldn't have been claimed. But since he got, you know, why isn't why isn't Nolan Jones coming up? He's, he's killing it down there in AAA. Why isn't Will Brennan coming up? Because they both hit left-handed. They have to have the extra right-handed bat because Ernie, who also bats right-handed, can't hit. Miles Straw, hitting right-handed, can't hit. And Owen Miller, also right-handed bat, can't hit. So I saw this tweet, and I sent it to you and the executive producer during the game. And it's, it is, uh, uh, since, hold on, he's, he's texting it now. It, okay, here, here's what it says. Coming into Sunday's game, Straw, Miller, and Clement. Straw last 62 games. 169 with a 472 OPS. Owen Miller, last 44 games. 197 average, 520 OPS. And Ernie Clement, last 20 games, he's 6 for 46 with a 310 OPS. So you want to know why Oscar Mercado has made his way back? Because he hits right-handed. Not that his numbers were any better, but that's why they did. 
Hey, it, we just won. Yeah, we just, no, I know. We're, 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 I know. We're, compose yourself. We, 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 no, we, no, I'm sorry. It's my fault. We, no, 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 no. I mean, I'm thrilled we won. And to take one from the Yankees, I mean, yesterday they had a throwaway game that you unfortunately had to sit through where. That's why I didn't go today in protest. That was a total. <laughs> That was I spent good. Listen, I'm a season ticket holder, and it is it is what it is. And I go to a bunch of games, but to throw Kurt McCarty out there to start against the Yankees, I don't bet baseball games. I've never bet a baseball game in my life. Why I didn't take every single cent I had and put it on the Yankees yesterday? We weren't beating McCarty versus Garrett Cole. We we were winning that game. That was a total giveaway. And and on top of it, he went from McCarty to Anthony Ghost. To Anthony Castro, to Ernie Clement, for a, oh sorry Coco, I just dropped my leash on on Coco's head. That was not cool. But yeah, it was ridiculous, ridiculous. This Live is, action here. Folks. This is some day. This is some day. Happy Canada Day, by the way, uh, from Friday. And uh, oh yeah, and uh, oh yeah, happy Fourth tomorrow. Um, Matt and Todd with you. It is uh, the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. Um, <laughs> What a wild week. I mean, three come-from-behind wins in their last at-bat against the Twins. The Rosario two-run single uh, Tuesday to salvage one game. The Naylor walk-off homer Wednesday night, which was unreal. And then the Andres Jimenez putting Rocco Baldelli to sleep. Steph Curry move on Thursday. That was so damn good. But if you really look at it, and that's what we do on this podcast, all right? We are big fans. This is not a journalism show. This is not a you know stat heavy uh, stuff here. We tell it like it is. These eleven games: Boston for three, Minnesota for five, and the Yankees for three. We're not good. They weren't. I mean, yeah, we're right in this thing. And I got to look at the score. I know we're doing this live here. I didn't even see what the Twins and Orioles are doing today, but um, it's it, they it matter by the time this is published. They they didn't they didn't play good baseball. And thank goodness nope. for Emmanuel Classe, who's been unbelievable. In the back end, good to see Savali bounce back. Good to see McKenzie bounce back. There's been some nice pitching performances. Even Brian Shaw pitched pretty well last night against the Yankees. But now... LLS yesterday, as you called it. <laughs> LLS, that's right. Low leverage Shaw. Uh, shout out to a big Brian Shaw fan, Dustin Fox from the fan. But um, now you got four with Detroit and three with Kansas City. On the road, where the Guardians seem to play better baseball for some odd reason, they seem to be better on the road. Um, but we'll see what happens moving forward. But wow, there was just so much that went on today. Like like we said, I mean, you want to give Gabe Arias a shot, uh, fine. But today to rest Ramirez and, and Naylor and hit him third, and on three occasions, you know, basically Ahmed Rosario wasn't given anything to hit because the Yankees knew. There was a rookie 22-year-old standing in the on-deck circle who probably wasn't going to do anything, and he didn't. That made no sense from Francona. I don't know why the front office brought Arias up in this spot. I don't know why they're bringing Mercado back. There are reinforcements at Columbus. There are guys that are hitting. You know, this, this argument about the 40-man roster, I mean, the amount of guys we've DFA'd over the last, oh, gosh, four or five days you know, you bring up a reliever, you burn him out, you DFA him, or you send him down. I mean, Anthony Castro, I don't want to ever see him again. Kirk McCarty, please. Johan, whatever his last name is, forget it. Ramirez, like, he's like, gone. Like what, what, let, let, I know we got a lot of starters in the minors, but can we convert one of them to the bullpen and bring him up? I mean, this I is, I mean, this, this is a, you know, 
I know it's easier said than done, and it takes time. Who's the latest up now? Alex Young, the uh, pride of, I believe it's Westlake. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean... <laughs> You know, this team, you know, everybody's talking about, well, David Robertson, the, you know, the Twins want Robertson, the Red Sox want Robertson. Well, we, we need to go get, we need a bullpen arm we, badly if we want to stay in this one. thing. We got one We got one up here. Who's that? Number 99, baby. Your uh, boy. Well, look, I don't I'm care. Sorry, my, I, I, just sorry, want, I, just, I just want James to get, get outs. Whatever he's posting on social media and whatever flags he's waving, I don't, yeah. all right now I want him getting outs because. Um, well, we need it badly, badly, badly. And now you got two games again tomorrow. You got Pilkington starting one of them, and we'll go over the pitching matchups. There's just so there's just so much going on with this baseball team. But again, gritty week in terms of taking three out of five from the Twins. So much so that Dick Bramer, the voice of the Twins on TV, basically openly said as the uh, Jimenez home run was clearing the fence. I've seen. I think we've seen enough of the Cleveland Guardians. That was unbelievable. That He's, was that was the best, actually. Oh my God, that was like, that was one of the great, I got to give him credit. That was one of the great uh, road team losing uh, uh, announcements that I've ever heard in my life. And we've had, what do you say? We've seen just about enough of the Cleveland Guardians. That was incredible. I put, I listened to that, I replayed that so many times. And I also like how he laid out after he said that, let the crowd do its thing. It was pretty, uh, pretty great. Wait, 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 wait. It's a final, Chuck. Orioles three, Twins one. They hang on and Let's win. Go. Let's go. Oh, did they did they use Jorge Lopez? No, they used Dylan Tate to close it out. All right, good. Wow, the Ori- the Orioles really pitched well that series. Their starting yeah. pitchers did a great job. How about the fact that the, I, I read this today? The Twins were the first team in Major League Baseball history to win two walk off back to back walk off games after losing back to back walk off games. First wow. team in major league history. Yeah. I never heard that before. That's pretty good. That was courtesy of Adnan. Adnan Verk is a uh, god. All right, so we're two back. We're two back with the Twins losing. Got it. You know our run it's differential. Our run differential's down to plus two. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. We got to remember the the Yankees. The Yankees wiped the Yankees and Red Sox wiped the floor with us, and the Twins beat us like eleven to nothing in one of those, eleven to one in one of those games. That's the thing. Like we sit here. And we can talk all we want about, oh, this is so frustrating. Da, da, da. We're still the youngest team in baseball. And let's be honest, you and I both didn't think we were going to contend for the division. You know, so, I, I mean, yes, we get mad. And yes, but this is still the youngest team in baseball. And sometimes I, I got to take a step back and say, and remember that, you know, I mean, I, I really, it, you know, we, we really got to give them a little bit more, especially Jose Ramirez. He hasn't driven in a run in over two weeks. He's clearly hurt with that thumb. I mean, I know, I know he's he he you know is getting hits here and there. But if you look look at how many times in the last since he jammed that thumb in in Colorado that he has swung and let go of the bat. Yeah, no, he's. I don't. I mean, I don't know what he. You know, he has said that when you guys will know if I'm really hurt. And today, obviously, that would have been a great opportunity to pinch hit in the bottom of the eighth for Arias. But he didn't do that. Um, he let Gabe hit. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know if this was. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a yeah, lot. I mean, like, listen, we've we've been on Tito a ton about some of these horrible, you know, horrible in-game decisions, and you know, like you know, letting letting 
Clement bat. You know, it was the game the other day, uh, last week in in Minneapolis when he let the Clement and Maley bat, and that was you know with the bases loaded and nobody out, and the bases loaded and one out with the three lefties on the bench. And, you know, some of the the other questionable moves, but I understand why he let Arias hit. And we're, we weren't trailing; we were in the lead. You're hoping the kid's going to make contact and at least hit a fly ball, give him some confidence. But you know, that's that's. Uh, that's neither here nor there. I just, I just think that uh, when we play the Red Sox, we we've, we've seen us now against the Red Sox and the Yankees and, and and you know some of the better teams. Like I'm not talking about the Twins. I mean the Twins are really good. I think I think Houston, Houston, the Yankees, Houston's the other the, team, and the Blue Jays and the Red Sox. Those are the those are really good teams. They are. And 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 we are not in that near their stratosphere. We're not. It, like it would take a lot for us to be. Uh, those teams in the series, I, I believe that. But hey, next year, fine, I'll take it. I mean, I, I also think that you know we have to look at it like this: the Tito era has now been in. We're now in year nine. We, it's not like there was ever been a year where it's been sixty-two and one hundred. You know what I mean? Like we are not Baltimore. We are not the t- the unnamed team who continues to suck. We're not Oakland, who you know. They just stopped trying. Yeah, Kansas, Kansas City. Texas, Kansas City. I mean, I know they won. But we, we are not these teams that just totally bottom out. We're always right there. Except for, you know, like seven of nine years, we're, we're right there. And we're right there again. And that Twins team is very good. I was This week, I went to four of the Twins five games. And in those games that I went to, I just... You know, Jose Miranda is going to be really good. You know, they don't talk about him. He's going to be really good at... You know, they're they're just they're loaded. They are they're loaded. no, and, they and they, they and they spent some money. You know, they they took on Sonny Gray's contract. They Correa, gave they gave yeah. Correa big money, and and he's really good. They they re up Buxton. You know, when he went healthy, he's you know a giant home run threat. Arise is a beast. I mean, they got a really good team. God. You're right. Yeah, and they're going to go yeah. out and trade for a reliever too because you know Emilio Pagan doesn't cut it. I mean, he's his Emilio Pagan's war for the India for the Guardians is as good as any of our players. <laughs> Well, I mean, the stat going into that last win was we or wait, it was the was the it was, was after the, the win, Thursday. after the win on Thursday. Okay. Yeah, it was this the yeah the sixth time we'd come from behind to beat them, and we're six and five against them on the season, and all six games were blown by their bullpen. I mean, that's just if 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 three of those six games go away, go the other way. We're already talking about the future, and we're not going to catch them, and they're running away with it. If I mean, if all of those go the other way, we're, we're ten games out. You know what I mean? It's not even feasible. So, you know, it's it's you know, it's baseball. It's the little things, and a bad bullpen can destroy you. And the Twins have that bad bullpen. I have to make an admission though before we move forward. Yes, and I, I'm not proud of myself. Okay, for doing so. So again, I went to four of the five. Uh, uh, games against the Twins. So I went to both legs of the doubleheader. Shout out to the, my son, Andrew, who went to his first game and was had a good time. And, you know, we stayed for the whole thing. It was all good. It was great. We go to the night game, me and the great Jeremy Bilski. Everything's going great. And then Eli Morgan gives up that home run in the uh, in the uh, top of the 10th inning to, uh, to uh, Max Kepler yes. after Correa. You know, they can't. They came up, by the way, in their lineup. It was the top of the order, 
and there was a man on second with nobody out because of that stupid ghost runner move. And it was like, you know, arise Kepler or arise Correa. Uh, no, arise Buxton and Correa. And I said to Jeremy, there are better odds that they do that they don't score than they do. Like I, I knew they were going to score at least one. But when Kepler hit that homer to put him up three, I'm like, we're fucking out of here. I'm I I can't sit here. I was disgusted. <laughs> and you bolted. So I left. I, I, yeah, I left. Ooh, like, I, I wasn't the only one. That ball went over the fence. The fans streamed to the exits. Did you? Th- the way this offense was going, who thought we were going to score four runs in an inning, let alone a game? Yeah, but, yeah. But Josh Naylor was coming up, baby. That dude is clutch, clutch. God, but that that you know what? I love him so much. Oh, he's he's the awesome. Way, oh, he is awesome. That. The, but what's so great about him is that's real. He turns it on and off. He's on the field. He is so intense, and then he comes off, and he's very calm, and he's team, team, team. And they set me up to to get in this position. And you know, you never want. It, he's just. You, he's such a great dude. Did I've you see? Did you see? He hits the walk off. He goes ballistic. He's headbutting Tito. He gets in the dugout. He's going nuts. And this poor PR girl. I don't know who she is. Yes, I saw. She's like, Josh, you need to do TV with Andre. You need to, And he's like, no, no. Like he was saying, he was shaking his head, no. Kind of walked back a little bit, took his time. Then I think he gathered himself, and he, he was right out there with Andre not doing the interview. I mean. Well, <laughs> reminiscent of Kirk Gibson in 88 uh, when the, the guy was trying to get him to do the live interview on NBC, and he was just like, yeah, fuck you, no. And he kept going into the dugout. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's nothing like uh, uh, color commentators that also work for the team, like Kirk Gibson right now. Anyway, uh, let's. But I digress. Uh, two nothing uh, Guardians over the Yankees today. Four games coming up with the unnamed team this week. Yours truly. Uh, every neighborhood has a kid. I will be there. Uh, I will be there tomorrow evening for the makeup game. I'll be in the uh, wood shop seats right there, about the yeah, fifth right. or sixth row. Um. To the uh, left, to the right, a little bit of the uh, Detroit dugout, and then I just got a uh, interesting text for a possible freebie opportunity on Tuesday, and then of course I'm already going on Wednesday, so it's a possibility I'll be there three straight. I'm finessing a few things uh, here on the homestead, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Who loves this team more than you? Well, I would really love if I went to both legs tomorrow, 1 and 640, but I can't make that happen. I I probably could. Actually, you probably could, but you know what? It would be the sickest move ever that if you and I, in a a six-day span, went to two legs. But but for you, you you can fly home in 15 minutes. I can't. It's 18 minutes door to door. For me, it's more 40, 45-ish, depending on uh, what's going on in the 9-fo. And, uh, I, I, you know, my wife's coming with me tomorrow night, so that's 640. She, she's not going to both games. Uh, Here's a question for you. Will the missus be in any Breaking Tea t-shirts? Because if you go to Breaking Tea, tea BreakingTea.com slash dairy, you can pick up some new Cleveland Guardians gear, right? We got some new gear on there. That, are, that is correct. Uh, no, she has... I'm trying to remember if I got her that Guardians of the Land shirt. Tell her not to wear the Bobby Bomb shirt. <laughs> I had that on when I was down in Tennessee on uh, on vacay. That's right. The uh, You're one of the best hitters after me, Jose Ramirez. New shirt is out. The All the Smoke Josh Naylor shirt, of course. And anything that you want that is cool and has your favorite player, 
Todd mentioned it. Go to breakingtea.com slash dairy. Are you a Stephen Kwan fan? Get the King Kwan shirt. It's just $26 at breakingtea.com. Jose, Jose, Jose shirt. The You Know Bro Ramirez shirt. All of that is there. If you're a giant Browns fan and uh, you want to root for everybody except the uh, alleged quarterback, uh, Miles Garrett Flash for Six shirt, 28 bucks at breakingtea.com uh, slash dairy. It takes you right to, right to the Cleveland Collection, whether you're a Denzel Ward fan, Garrett, whatever, Kareem Hunt. They got Do they it have all. any Ochai Abaji shirts yet? Uh, that should be that should be the next back. that should be the next uh, shirt once he drops a twenty five at summer league uh, yeah, right. very soon. But uh, breakingtea.com slash dairy d e r y and also special shout out to the Center for Advanced Dentistry. Looking for you to get your teeth cleaned or whatever you need dentistry wise, whether you're on the east or west side, call Dr. Ben Hornstein, uh, Sean Slushel, the whole crew. At uh, Center for Advanced Dentistry, cfad.net. Whew, man, what a day. What uh, what a week. Yeah, that's like the best four and seven week in the history of Cleveland Indians slash Guardians baseball. <laughs> you know what? The, 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 I, don't, I don't think we talk enough about the fact that uh, Rocco Baldelli single handedly handed us that uh, Thursday afternoon win because with. First base open and Fran Mio, ice cold Fran Mio Reyes on deck, hitting from the right side with a right-handed pitcher up and the Jimenez run meaning absolutely nothing to actually pitch to a guy who is literally the hottest, most clutch hitter on the team late in games. They showed the stack today. He's hitting 450 in the ninth and he's four for four in extra innings this year. <laughs> Andres Jimenez. He's and special. Andres hit, and Andres hit that walk-off absolute crush job which was caught in the bullpen by Dilo Santos and Andres is as good as as Josh Naylor's walk-off reactions have been Jimenez basically kissing his bat flipping his bat and literally turning towards the twins bench with the hands up like come get some it was so good I mean he had he had been he had been hit by a pitch like three times in that series so it gets a little personal. I don't think the Twins are doing anything intentional, but you, you keep pitching him inside, you keep hitting him, and then you smash a bomb like that to end a game. I mean, you got every right. And then that's the problem with Major League Baseball is that they don't embrace some of this. You know, I, I know the old school baseball fans will say, just act like you've been there before, stop dancing. But you know what? Baseball needs a pick me up. They need young players that have a little fun. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a little fun. And Jimenez didn't stick a middle finger up there. He didn't. You know, he didn't grab you know, his crotch or anything. Molitor, if Paul Molitor was managing <laughs> that team, he would have thrown at him. Uh, that's sure. right. That's or right. Like Tony LaRusso would have thrown at him. But like Rocco, Rocco played. Like, listen, I think Rocco's a terrible manager. But you actually sent me the link to his post. Oh, he uh, he he kind of he kind of even second guessed himself, and he answered every question and gave Minnesota's Conway Minnesota's too. reporters and writers credit. They asked him, you know, did you you know right away? They 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 brought it up and. Uh, um, you don't always get that. He handled it very well. He I did. Thought. He did. He did. And he even said, like, I don't. We don't look at any other teams. We just worry about ourselves. He wasn't dissing the Guardians, but I mean, I, I think the Twins never thought in a million years they'd be in a fight with us here in July. And I still think the I'm White sure Sox. It would be the White Sox. I think the White Sox are coming. I, I, I'm a little bit scared that Chicago's starting to figure it out. They played better as of late out on the West Coast against the Giants, and uh, you know they still have a very good team. That team is. Did you uh, see? 
Yeah, they are very good. Did you see the tweet this morning from Buster Olney about the Fangraphs playoff percentage chances? No, I didn't. So it's very interesting. So AL playoff percentage chances for Fangraphs as of right now, per Fangraphs. The Yankees and Astros are both at 100%. Blue Jays at 94.6. Red Sox at 72.5. Twins at 62.1. Rays at 56.9, and the next team is the White Sox at 52.3, and we're at 29.4 because the White Sox have the softest schedule in yeah. the league. Yeah, I think yeah. they've already. I think they. I think they're done with the Yankees and Red Sox already. And I think I saw the same thing that you saw. It might have been Bruce Levine or one of the Chicago people. Um, Bruce Levine, come on! I follow him. He's a legend. No He's one knows Chicago old. baseball quite like Bruce Levine. I can't believe he's still going. Love it. It's like Phil Mushnick still going too. I believe so. Yeah. Oh New, New York Post. His old coots are still at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I know. First, I mean, look, and Fran Mill today was all the offense. I mean, talk about talk about we needed him to step up. I mean, this yeah. team this team has played pretty good baseball this year, four above five hundred, and he's done very little. So. Boy, would it be a nice pick-me-up. And he's heading to Detroit now where he usually sees the ball pretty well. It'd be nice to see him kind of string some good games together in a row here. Yeah, it was good. To, you know, today was a big day for him because I watched him all week long. And, you know, being there, listen, I watch every pitch regardless, but, like, being there and you know where I sit and, and it's very close and I can see they were throwing, the Twins wouldn't give him a single fastball. Everything was breaking stuff and he couldn't touch it. Because and it's it, it's like borderline Pedro Serrano ish. It's like he he you know throw him a throw him a dead red fastball. He's fine. And then you know breaking stuff. Forget about it. It's 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 painful. But he's got to come around. He has to. If this team, if this offense is going to really hum, he's got to be in the middle of the order doing his thing. Matt and Todd with you, Dairy Brothers, a Guardians cast here on a special Sunday edition. Thanks for uh, listening and uh, following us. Of course, uh, pitching matchups coming up. So. Like I said, the team's heading to Detroit. Uh, unnamed team, fresh off dropping two out of three at home to the Royals this weekend, and had to get two back and had to get back to back home runs in the bottom of the ninth on Saturday. One from Victor Reyes, and then the walk off from the savior Riley Green, just to uh, salvage one in that series. And uh, if you look at it this week, and again, there's an undecided for Tuesday, but it appears at least that we will be seeing all right-handed pitchers this week. So uh, that's good news because that... that... Well, then then we really need to bring Oscar Mercado back. (laughs) But uh, tomorrow tomorrow afternoon... Who needs needs Nolan Jones or Will Brennan when he can have Oscar Mercado? That's right. Uh, 110 110 (laughs) tomorrow for uh, Zach Plesak and Garrett Hill making his Major League debut for the unnamed team. They just brought him up from Toledo. 26-year-old, kind of has been toiled in the minors. But they're very banged up uh, with their arms. So many guys hurt. Mize, Manning, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez is uh, MIA. So Garrett Hill starts game one against Plesak. Connor Pilkington in the nightcap uh, at 640 tomorrow. Uh, we will be there for that. Uh, the Guardians cast will be present. Uh, Nick, uh, Nick, uh, Alex Fiedo, who they had sent down, now comes back up to start. Uh, Why did they send him down? He's been good, hasn't he? Nah, lately he's not been good. They brought Pineda back up. Pineda, they activated Pineda, so they took Fiedo down. They put Fiedo down. 
because uh, they're only going with a four-man rotation with all the off days they've had. Don't ask me why. Tuesday, uh, Cal Quantrill against Undecided. If I had to guess, Todd, I would tell you that it might be Tyler Alexander, the lefty, and then a bullpen game after that. And then Wednesday afternoon, uh, uh, Evergreen Podcast Network will be there for Shane Bieber against uh, Michael Pineda, who is uh, back and uh, uh, looking svelte. And then this weekend, uh, heading to Kansas City, Aaron Sabali Friday night against Brady Singer. Saturday, Jonathan Heasley. Remember we saw him a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, against Tristan McKenzie, who pitched so well today. We didn't talk enough about how well he pitched today. He carried us. And then they please, needed it badly. Oh, yeah. And then Plesak Sunday against Zach Granke is back um, for Kansas City. So it appears all right-handers. Again, if I had to guess on Tuesday, I would say uh, we miss, uh, um, what's-his-face, uh, Tarek Skubal, who pitched today and did not pitch well for Detroit. So, look, I mean, the schedule's not going to get any easier after this week with the White Sox and uh, Tampa's coming up soon. And um, who else do we see before the break? I know Tano, Tampa's... It's, it's White Sox, Boston, and Tampa. Yeah. At the end, that's that's right after the All Star break. So, it's so. not going to, you know, this is a good week to, to make some hay and, and certainly to... To play better, hopefully Jose's thumb is okay, and that's all today was, was just a rest day. But another day of doubleheaders. I mean, all of the rainouts. What is it, nine rainouts now? I mean, this is crazy. crazy. Nine rainouts and one COVID postponement, which you attempted. <laughs> that's right. And the weather's not supposed to be great this week uh, in, as Matt Underwood would say, the Motor City. Motown. <laughs> Motown. <laughs> Yes. Come on now. Hasn't been called no. Motown since 1978, but hey, you know. Hey, it's all good. You know what? <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's supposed to rain here Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Also. Oh God! If they would have been here. It would have been more. But it's but it's okay. You know that was a t- that was a tough stretch that they just got themselves through, and now you like you said you got this 11 game stretch essentially, which is Detroit, Kansas City, and the White Sox. You know, be, until the All Star break, and then. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens after that. So, I'm just uh, listen. I'm just glad that they won today and salvaged the one game. You don't want to, you know, get swept and then have to go into a doubleheader tomorrow. At least you're catching the good momentum and feeling good. And a short road trip up to the D, where uh, you'll be taking care of business this week. I'm going to attempt to. Uh, that is true. And the, the Wednesday pregame at Bucharest, uh, that, that 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 beef shawarma, the beef shawarma sandwich with garlic and hummus only is the best in the business. So I'm excited about that. I'm going to have uh, stains all over my shirt as I walk into the stadium, but uh, it'll be all. It'll be all. It's perfect. It, it's perfect. You eat the sandwich as you walk, and it's about a half a mile walk. It's perfect. So, uh, and I know how much you loathe to give any sort of money to the Illich family. So, hey, free tickets and spending nothing in concessions. They they keep Alavila employed. I'm fine with it. So, yeah, uh, you should be giving the money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that'll do it for a special Sunday edition. Hope everybody has a great holiday weekend. The rem- uh, remainder of it, um, Todd, enjoy uh, the fam. Everybody's uh, good in Cleveland. Nobody went. Were you screaming and hollering? Was anybody scared in your house as you were yelling? Because uh, yes, when Owen dropped that ball, I believe I screamed, "Get the fucking ball, Owen! What the fuck are you doing?" Oh, and Andrew just... looked at me like I like I was crazy. Oh gosh, <laughs> good stuff. It was good stuff. I just had Luck, I just had the misses was not home for that. I just had nightmares of Aaron Hicks turning on a ball, but 
Boy, Emmanuel Class A has been unreal. Mackenzie was unreal. So got to keep it going tomorrow uh, with a pair. And we will be back. Uh, we will be back next week right here on the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. Again, on the Evergreen Podcast Network. Waitingfornextyear.com. Shout out to Joe, uh, Craig Lindell, and the folks at Waiting for Next Year for uh, getting us up and running each and every week. We are out of room and out of here. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.